Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey everybody, it's Chuck Garfine. Welcome to the White Sox Talk Podcast, brought to you as always by our great friends at Wintrust. Okay, the lockout is over. And the dam is breaking. Teams are making moves, and that includes the White Sox, who added two free agents within minutes of each other. Second baseman Josh Harrison, who played last year with the Nationals and A's, and reliever Joe Kelly, who won a World Series with the Dodgers and Red Sox. And if you don't like the Houston Astros, Joe Kelly hates them. On the podcast, what are the White Sox getting in both Harrison and Kelly? Will Craig Kimbrell be traded or not be traded before opening day? What other moves do the White Sox have brewing and more? The hot stove is burning at spring training. We've got you covered. We always have got you covered. Harrison, Kelly, and what's next? It's coming your way. White Sox, White Sox, go, go, White Sox. That ball hit deep, way back. Deep to the Holy cow. Carlton Fisk has put the White Sox ahead. Jimenez leaves the ballpark. You can put it on the board. Yes. We got a chance to do something real special. All right, sit back, relax, and strap it down. It's time for the White Sox Talk Podcast. All right, Ryan McGuffey, we are here. These are the podcasts we live for and we have been waiting for. And after the lockout, we were wondering when the White Sox would make their first moves. We were both wondering, guys, you know, is it going to be tonight? Meaning like right after the lockout. But it ends up taking a couple of days, I think, as Rick was alluding to the fact when we spoke to him here in uh, Arizona, that I, they're there's not going to be this frenzy like the NFL where free agency begins and there's moves right away. I think everyone had to kind of recalibrate, make some calls. And here we are. The dam has broken. Here we go. What do you think about these two moves? Uh, I think they both fit. And, uh, you know, I, sometimes you want the big, sexy names. Um, I'm not sure these two names are the big, sexy names, but I think they're big, sexy fits. So how about that? I mean, I think, I think I love the Joe Kelly signing. For the White Sox, I think he gives them just he's another like back end arm to the bullpen that's that's has World Series winning experience, which they're always you know looking for. Uh, lockdown guy who's been on a lockdown team like the Dodgers, the Red Sox. And when you look at that bullpen all of a sudden with the White Sox, two things jump out two really talented really expensive maybe the most expensive bullpen in baseball you know kendall grave I, I a lot of people forget about kendall graveman mm-hmm. that they signed him before the lockout and you put joe kelly in the mix it looks like craig kimbrell might be around for a while like it or like it or not uh, i don't you know, know 
Ah, you know, we're going to get to that. We're going to get yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we'll, 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 I, I think, if anything, Joe Kelly's insurance for all of it. Um, and then, you know, the Josh Harrison move, I like it a lot. I, I think he provides a veteran um, – just a veteran presence at a position they need, but I don't like we've talked about Chuck, you know, you don't need a, uh, a 305 all-star hitting second baseman that can't play defense. This is a guy who's done it before, who's done it in the playoffs before. And uh, I, I just think it's a solid move getting a guy that they can get when they need to get like why, why wait pounce now and they get Josh Harrison. That's a position that they needed. They lock it up. There's a plethora of guys that they can add to that spot if they need to, Larry Garcia, et cetera. And the one thing that stands out, I'm sure you're going to get to it. You know, it sounds like the White Sox want to go after pitching. Pitching's at a premium, and they're, you know, Chris Bassett being traded tonight or traded as we tape this. Uh, I, I don't know if the White Sox were in on that, but it's uh, certainly they were linked to it. Uh, I think there's going to be some creativity here. And I was hoping Chris Bassett and the White Sox were, were a fit. But uh, it sounds like – I'll say this. It doesn't seem like the White Sox are done. Oh, what, what do you think? Oh, they're not done. They're not done. I'll say this about Josh Harrison. Watching him last year, I remember saying to myself, this guy likes to have fun. Yeah. I, I love his attitude. He's got this joy for the game. And we'll break down him as well. But I want to – talk about Joe Kelly first, but it was funny because LaRusa is speaking with us here in Arizona on Saturday and he's got a really dry sense of humor and <laughs> we're about to do this press conference and his phone starts going off and he knows what's in the air, like moves are th- happening or at least discussions are going on all around baseball and certainly with the White Sox. So he picks up his phone, looks at it and he goes, oh, we signed who? <laughs> he did that a couple of times and and i was actually like right next to him and i if i wanted to i could literally see what the texts were but i'm like i can't that's like i would never yeah. do that but yeah so there, there's you could just tell that these guys are in a lot of discussions and for joe kelly i found this uh, David Viseg, I don't know how you say his last name. I'm butchering his last name, but he works for Dodgers Radio in LA. He said that Larusa was the driving force behind the signing of Joe Kelly, wow. and the deal came together quickly. So I'm wondering if one of those texts was from Joe Kelly or his agent, because you know this had a lot to do with what happened there. He came up with the Cardinals, did Kelly. He was with the Red Sox when they won the World Series. In 2018, LaRusso was in the front office in 2018 yep. with the Red Sox. So I'm that's just going to mention that yeah. connection there. So that thought that was interesting. I just think, you know, like, <clears throat> this is what I like about Tony now. Like, we, we are in year two, mm-hmm. and the continuity that Rick Hahn mentioned about the coaching staff, like, now it feels like this is like Tony's not trying to fit in. He's part of it now. And I, you know what? I to interrupt you. I'm, I'm no. seeing that out here. Yeah. Like, it's, there's no feeling out process like he looks like he's been here for a while and he i guess it's he feels and walks around more comfortably in his clothes so to speak this year versus last year i'm glad that you say that because if it uh this is what we i think this is this is now why the white Sox are Tony LaRusso, right like mm-hmm. for that for the for the ability now to go they went out they won a division title 
and Tony has a better sense of what they need and what they want and, and what it takes to get over the hump and, and knowing who's available and, and, and a thing, and you're in a process right now where, uh, you know, no one's ever really gone through it like this. No one's ever had a free agent frenzy, quote unquote, where spring training starts like, to, you know, today, free agency are available yesterday and the season starts three weeks from now. And I think maybe Tony La Russa is, is the perfect guy for that type of thing and, and, and certainly knows the guys who are available that, that are the right fits to get the White Sox over the top. So Kelly had a 2.67 ERA, 59 Ks in 54 innings with the Dodgers in 2021. He rediscovered his sinker, his ground ball rates, well over 50% in each of his three years in L.A. He's got a real good curveball as well. Whenever the White Sox make a deal or sign a former Dodger, I call my friend Jeff, who is a diehard Dodgers fan. I trust his opinion. And I asked him, what do you think about the Joe Kelly signing? He goes, I love Joe Kelly. He's such a competitor. You just need him to stay healthy. So that's what he said there. Well, and, hey, Chuck, to you, I'm yeah. going to interrupt you here. The yeah. White Sox were in on Joe Kelly before he signed with the Dodgers a few years ago. The, really? they, were trying to get, they were trying to get Joe Kelly then. Here's what else I, I love about Joe Kelly. He hates, the, he hates the Astros. Oh, I was just about to get to that. <laughs> All right. So Ryan Tapera, he hates the Astros. Kelly really hates the Astros. So here's the story behind it. It's July of 2020. He's playing with the Dodgers. The Dodgers despise the Astros because they, the whole cheating scandal happened against them. He was yep. not on the Dodgers at the time, but, you know, in, in the World Series. But now he's with them. And I'm going to get to why he hated him on top of what the Dodgers were feeling at the time. He famously threw a 3-0 pitch behind Alex Bregman. 3-0 pitch behind yep. him. Then he struck out Carlos Correa and mocked him walking off the field. Famously mocked him. And I got some quotes. Oh, do I have some quotes from Joe Kelly? Everybody sit back, relax, and strap it down for this. He goes on a podcast. This is what he says. Talking about the Astros. The people who took the fall for what happened is nonsense. Yes, everyone's involved. But the way that sign-sealing system was run over there not from the coaching staff. They're not the head boss in charge of that thing. It's the players. So now the players get the immunity and all they do is go snitch like a little bitch <laughs> and they don't have to get fined. They don't have to lose games. So Kelly was not a member of the Dodgers, as I said, but in 2018, he pitched for Red Sox manager, Alex Cora, who was Houston's bench coach. Cora was suspended for all of 2020. So here's what Kelly said. When you talking about Cora, when you take someone's livelihood to save your own ass, that's what I don't like. Cheating, they cheated. Everyone knows they're cheaters. They know they're cheaters. It's over. That's been there, done that. But now they mess it up by ruining other people's lives. So they effed up twice. When you taint someone's name to save your own name, this is one of the worst things you could probably do. That's really friggin' bugs me. I think I'll be irritated forever. End quote. Remember when I talked about fit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they lose to the Astros in the ALDS. Bring on Joe Kelly. Yeah, no. And and they had to me, this probably seems like Ryan Tapero will not be back. I don't know. Uh, okay. Well, I hope. 
I, I love here, here's Chuck. They got to trade Kimbrell. I mean, that's $16 trade, million dollars right there. And then that frees have, up a lot of money. They have to trade Kimbrell. They need more starting pitching. Mm-hmm. But it's very clear to Rick Hahn and Tony La Russa after hearing them speak that they can't have enough pitching, whether that's bullpen starters or anything in between. Adding more Joe Kellys, adding more Ryan Tapera's, adding more starting pitching seems to be a priority over every other position, no? Correct. Because it's funny. I'm Obviously, I knew everyone on the White Sox roster. Yes, I would love for them to get Nick Cassianos or Kyle Schwarber or yeah, right. Michael Conforto. But I'm here and I'm like, look at Gavin freaking Sheets. This guy's a freaking monster. And what could, what's he going to do in 2022 if given the opportunity? What's Andrew Vaughn yep. going to do if given the opportunity? If you have to choose between using your money right now on pitching over Michael Conforto, if it comes to that, I'm kind of thinking going, ah, wow. <laughs> I mean, if he can add another starter. So we'll see what happens. We're going to talk about that. But one more thing on Kelly. I don't know if you saw my tweet. You want to guess how many playoff games he's pitched in? Oh, I did not see your tweet. My, my, I'm going to ballpark this. 25. 40. That's bueno. Yeah. 40. Now he hasn't always been amazing, but when he's been hot, like the 2018 world series with the Red Sox, he threw in the world series, six scoreless innings, no walks, 10 strikeouts. So, I mean, he's got the ass. (laughs) He's got, he's a perfect, uh, he's honestly, he's a perfect South sider. Yeah. I like he, like he, he's a grudge guy. Uh, I think he fit, he fits in perfect with Liam Hendricks. And quite honestly, at this point with this team, when the game gets to the sixth inning, I want guys with edge. Yeah, I really do. Like, so if a starter go, like if Lance Lynn can go five and he's pissed off the whole time, I want four guys who are just as pissed off, if not more, the rest of the game. And Joe Kelly fits that. All right. So what does this mean for Kimbrell? So Jesse Rogers, ESPN, was uh, here and he asked – Tony LaRusso, do you expect Craig Kimbrell to be on the opening day roster? LaRusso goes, yes. Well, okay. If you just hear that, you think, what the heck is that? First off, what is LaRusso supposed to say? No? Can't say no. So he said a lot in, you know, in his response. And there was a lot of layers to it because it's very complicated. The guys do $16 million. There's no guarantee the White Sox are going to be able to move them. This is what LaRusso said. He goes, he really likes it here. He really likes closing, which isn't going to happen here. So LaRusso goes, you know, it's a rock and a hard place. If he's here, he has a dynamite arm, so we'll see. Like, he's on the trading block. But it's a question of, is he going to be traded? And, like, this, we're taping this on Saturday night. I mean, Kimberl's supposed to be in camp on Sunday. Like, how awkward is that? Well, I mean, or is it not awkward? I don't know. It's probably it's probably more awkward to us and fans, yeah, uh, and not as awkward to Kimbrough and the White Sox because it's it seems very clear that they've had conversations, Mm -hmm. and 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 they all know what's going on. And and Craig Kimbrough knows, like, he's not going to not report, right? I mean, he needs to work. Yeah, he's going to report. He needs to work. He needs to get the work in. 
so other teams can scout and know exactly what's going on. Him not showing up to camp would certainly not be favor anyone, himself, the White Sox, or the trade market. Yeah, I, I'm not saying he shouldn't show up. It's just like when – Yeah, no, it's weird. In, in Let's just say this. Before the lockout, did anyone expect Craig Kimbrell to be in White Sox spring training? No. No, including the White Sox. It. Right. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. Uh, Josh Harrison. Slash 279, 341, 400 last year, 558 plate appearances with the Nationals and the A's, 33 doubles, 75 strikeouts. He makes contact. You know, I think you might have said this, Guff. Like, you wanted a second baseman who just plays good defense. Give him, give yeah. us that. And yeah. that's like, if that's the floor, then that's great. And I'm with you on that. And he's going to provide some pop and energy. He's good in the clubhouse. I don't know why I didn't exp- like predict this. I guess I was looking so much on Eduardo Escobar and the obvious ones, but this is a good pickup by the White Sox. I like this. Well, I, veteran presence, yeah, winning winning presence, um, can play multiple positions, even though yeah, he's he, primarily a second baseman. Yeah, he played second, third, short, and all three outfield spots last year. It's like Leary yeah. Garcia, right? But 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 Leary Garcia, but a better second baseman. I would th- I would say, yeah. So yeah. here's here's what Josh Harrison I think provides stability at the position, and rather than just you know I was really concerned about Leary Garcia being misplaced as a starter. I think Leary Garcia's best attribute is that he's the Swiss Army knife, and when you start taking away a guy's best trait and plugging him somewhere where he's not suited, uh, then you get in trouble. And I think. I I'm cool. Like people, we've all, we've all been sitting here saying like Trevor story and big name, second, like big name guys play second base. I've always thought that second base was much more of a uh, low priority than anything else. And like you said, I've been mentioning, I want the best defensive player and and the priority clearly is pitching and then probably right field. But it's, it's very clearly from the White Sox perspective, pitching. You know, and I, and I, I'm talking to friends and, and buddies who are White Sox fans. They're most concerned about pitching. Yeah, and like they they look at Rodon and go, "Well, now what?" And I don't think Rodon is ever coming back here. But it it it's a great it's a great point. You know, you take a hundred. He threw 132 innings or whatever it was, but they were 132 really meaningful innings. And how are you replacing that plus the insurance that you need on the back end of Rodon's innings? He didn't pitch and. And, and, and a short spring training. So you put all that together and knowing what the White Sox went through last year, they need more arms. Yeah. I want to get to Rodon in a sec, but a couple of things on Harrison. One, he reportedly had over 10 teams interested in him and he received multiple contract offers before the lockout. How about wow. that? Yeah. He was for, in demand for a 34 year old. That's, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. And this little piece of trivia that you may not be aware of with Josh Harrison. No one stays in a pickle longer than him. He's been involved <laughs> in the craziest of rundowns. It's like a notorious thing. He even He even has a dog that he named Pickle. No way. If you Google Josh Harrison and like rundowns, Pickle, you're going to see some insane pickles he's been in with like, you know, five infielders or five people, five players on the opposition 
trying to get him out, and he's just running all over the place. Well, that's probably why he's been in demand so much. He does this. He, For the he does the little things. He does the little things. He does the little things. Yeah. Uh, all right. So our oh, so Rodon he gets two years, forty-four million. He can opt out after one year. He can opt out. He can opt out after one year. What do you think about Rodon going to the Giants for that amount of money? Uh, happy for him. Uh, I think he's going to you know a team very much like the White Sox. They're ready to win. But Chuck, you know, he threw forty three innings after the All Star break last year. So they needed him in the playoffs. He gave everything he he had to pitch in, in game. What was it? Game four. And he was throwing 100 miles an hour through those first two innings, and they just didn't have anything left. Yeah. And I just don't think you can commit 40 plus million dollars to a guy that you need more from. And and Carlos Rodon, while he's shown flashes of being a top five Cy Young guy, I don't know where the White Sox are right now if they can depend on a guy like that. And I hope that Carlos Rodon throws 200 innings this year. I really do. But if you're a White Sox executive, and you've had him under control for eight years, and you've seen the back of the baseball card, and the best you've seen is 160 innings in one season, I'm not sure how you can make a commitment to that kind of arm where you need a commitment on the back end of that. And so I'm happy for Rodon. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say that he won't opt out after that first year, and that he will serve the two years $44 million. And I wish him nothing but the best. Good dude. Great for the Sox. But I don't think there was – so many people are – it was good to see White Sox Twitter back, by the way, now that the lockout's over. Everyone's all pissed off that they didn't give them the qualifying offer. I love that. I, I just love to see people mad about baseball decisions. But I think it's it's one of those things that's like you're protecting family. And and, and sometimes that doesn't make people happy. But giving Carlos Rodon the qualifying offer at the end of the day, did it really make that much of a difference? Uh, I don't think it did, to be honest with you. And I think Rodon's out of the American League. So he's in the National League. If you're going to see him, it's going to be in the playoffs. The White Sox do play the Giants this year in San Francisco, I believe, in July. So that could be fun. Mm. But other than, other than that, I, I think the White Sox need something that they, more that they can depend on. And they've seen enough that says at times throughout the year they, they, there would be reason for concern. I'd like to think he did everything in his power to prevent what happened last year, you know, from happening again, because his body just let him down. So I'd like to think that he did something. Uh, he had a, you know, a workout. Well, that, core, that core velocity belt seemed, I think Ethan Katz really turned the corner for, for Rodon. I really do. No, I do too. But he was, but his body couldn't handle what I guess Yeah, he was having it do. So Agreed. I think he needed to, have some kind of program. Well, this is actually, this is interesting. He had to do some kind of program without the help of anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Boris's people. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, we made our predictions, by the way, our, predi our creation prediction podcast. Uh, Guff, you had him going to the Astros. One yeah, year, yeah. 20 million. Okay. Well, he's getting 22 million. All right. And so, well, no, well two years, 44. Yeah, which I had one year, twenty million. Yeah, two years, forty-four. I'm glad he's not on the Astros because then I really hate him. <laughs> well, I said he was going to the Red Sox, two years for forty. There you go, Chuck. 
but I said it was a team option for the second year, not player option. Well, all right, well, you definitely win though. So you had option and you had two year forty. Yeah, yeah, you win. But I didn't have the team. That's okay. Okay, and uh, so the Sox need a starting pitcher or two. Yeah, the free agent market is not the greatest, and the reason why they need a, a free agent or two. Literally, Rick Hahn said, we are concerned. I don't know if he said they were concerned, but their focus is pitching depth. They want Mm -hmm. depth. And that's probably in the bullpen and the rotation. The Mets got Chris Bassett. You mentioned that. I got two names. I think if they're going to make a splash. Can I I predict here? One of them? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, if they're going to make a splash, it's got to be via trade. Sonny Gray. Okay. I got Is another red. Is I got another red. Oh. Tyler Molly. Okay. That probably makes more that probably is more realistic, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. He went 13 and 6, 210 Ks. You, you want to focus on the A's and the Reds. I think every yeah. team is calling both of those because yep. they're you know in the process of rebuilding at different levels. Yep. So I would like him and then how about, uh, about Shamanaya? That was the other name, Shamanaya, yeah. lefty. Local kid, by the way. Yeah. Where's he from? From uh, Maryville, Indiana. Andrean yeah. High School. There Maryville, you go. Indiana. Uh, Maryville, Chuck, Maryville Chuck. Indiana has all my money. Ch- yeah, Chuck. Uh, they got all my money. Uh, half my car dealerships are in Maryville. And that sounds that screams feature for you and I. Yes. Come <laughs> on. Come on, Rick. Bring us Sean Mania. That'd be amazing. Uh and then uh, Alex Colomay signs of the Rockies. <laughs> I mean, so his, his ballooned ERA in Minnesota now goes to like seven two three. <laughs> I know. I don't know why you sign like whatever. It's it's the thin air of Colorado. Here's what I'm doing before I'm wrapping up this podcast. I'm like, I got to check Twitter. Yeah, this is where we're at. Yeah. No, you do. I, I, I. It's funny. I'm glad you are because I, I have not. So, what do we got? Nothing new. Same old Sox are still in the news. They signed two guys. Yeah, I, I feel like the Sox will make a big move. I do too. They're certainly trying to. Well, I shouldn't here's, say certainly, but here, I, I'm, I'm assuming they are trying to. Here, here's why, Chuck. Usually the, the White Sox are very calculated in how they say things. Mm-hmm. The way that Rick's just like, we're going to do everything in our power. And, and for Tony to kind of double down and say kind of, like they, they're not telling you they're going to make moves, but they're kind of saying like, we're not done. Mm-hmm. And they can't give you names obviously. Cause they're out there trying to, they're in on everyone. I'm with you. I, I think there's something brewing. I, I think there's something and it might, maybe it's not pitching, right? Maybe it's like they, they try to trade for a guy that they're not going to get. So they go, it allows them to go out and sign Nick Castellanos. And then they're allowed, then mm-hmm. they go out and make it and then make a trade for Sean Mania. Cause I, I think like Mania becomes like their three, four guy or insurance on the back end and, and you feel really good going forward and you don't necessarily have the, the Chris Bassett would be probably more of like a one through three guy. And you'd feel a little bit stronger on that top half, but either way it's insurance and it'll maybe it allows you to go out and do something more splashy in the right field market. So I, I I'm with you. I, I think I could see two to three moves coming from the white Sox to be quite honest with you. Okay. I want another emergency podcast in the next 24, 48 hours. I'm I'm, hey, Chuck, I'm what? here for you, brother. I'm I know. You. You're, <laughs> listen, it's Saturday night. 
I send you a text. Goff's here for me. I'm here for you. <laughs> I know you are. Just don't tell Steve Stone. Wherever, whenever, you never know where we are. You know, know. we just pop up. Sometimes there's a sometimes there's a wine cellar behind you. Yeah, yeah, you're at a buddy's house in Indiana. I got all my money in Indiana. (laughs) Okay, well, get back to your fun. And uh, this was good. Joe Kelly, Josh Harrison. I'm excited about Joe Kelly. Aren't you? Aren't you excited just about talking to Joe Kelly? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I've got so many ideas, so much. <laughs> There's a wealth of stuff there. And even with Josh Harrison. And I, I like the Josh Harrison, Tim Anderson, second base shortstop combo, by the way. We did not. I'm glad you mentioned that because we did not mention it, and we should have. And I, I, I totally agree with you. So I think Harrison's going to elevate Tim Anderson's game. Yes. I really do. Yes. I think someone needs to push TA's buttons. And what I mean by like, like, like Billy Hamilton was probably doing that to a certain degree. And I'm not saying Brian like Brian Goodwin. Yeah, maybe even Brian, Brian Goodwin. Goodwin. Like, yep. yeah, I think, and, but now this is a guy who's he's literally is his double play combination. Yeah. Like that's a no, it's, liking I'm it. I'm trying to, Chuck, I'm trying to get to you, brother. I'm trying to get to Arizona anyway, anyway, every which way. Really? Okay. I would, I would love, even if it's for 24 hours. Are, are we, should we talk about this off air? <laughs> They, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I mean, should we just should we be sharing this conversation with everybody? I don't know. I don't care. Well, I don't care. Okay. Well, I'm I'm trying to get there. Well, that's great. Let's make it happen. All right, buddy. All right. Ryan McGuffey, thank you so much. Late breaking news. You want some emergency podcasts? That's what we are here for. We're here for you. And oh, oh, oh. Uh, I have a pretty damn good guest lined up for the next podcast. I'm glad you cussed because it's only appropriate. Yes, yes, and uh, this, yeah, that's yes. a tease. Yes, I'm, I'm just stopping. <laughs> okay. That is a wrap for this edition of the White Sox Talk Podcast, brought to you by WinTrust, your home for White Sox checking with free ATMs nationwide. Go to the special White Sox webpage, www.wintrust.com/sox, and the aforementioned. Well, we only mentioned his name, but then again, we kind of did. Hawk Harrelson, take it away. Thanks, our Chuck. And this edition of the White Sox Talk Podcast is over!